0: What up, beautiful people? It's another episode of the Afternoon Squeeze. And we are happy to squeeze all the juice out of these trending topics. I am one of the hosts, Nate Jackson, and along with me is...
1: Miss Brittany Free.
0: Yeah, Miss Brittany Free. I love it. We got a little bit of rebranding going on, so you make Mm -hmm. sure you follow Miss Brittany Free, and that is M-I-S-S, as in Miss Me with the (laughs) B-S. And so uh, we're here, we're happy, and we are diving in to our topics for the week the first one is
1: a grandmother getting her ass whooped at the grocery store
0: i'm sorry i don't know if i heard you right what'd you say
1: (laughs) grandmother getting her ass whooped at the grocery store so
0: So, not just beat up
1: nah well she was in a chokehold so there's a grandma okay i forget what city was somebody
0: made a grandma say uncle
1: yeah over 50 dollars So she is shopping. She went to the grocery store for her grandson to get some ice cream and found $50 in the ground. And like many of us was like, look at God. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I thought my day got even better because I found some money on the ground. So I I should say, because this kind of helps with the story. It's a black grandmother and it's somewhere in the south, and the white store attendants then told her she needs to give the money back because they think that it belongs to one of their friends that just left the store. Oh. And she said, no, I will not. I found finders keepers. Well,
0: yes, my blessing. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, get your home blessing.
0: Did the friend confirm it was their 50 bucks? They weren't there. So the store is like, we have a feeling that the- that's our friend's money. Exactly. And we going to get it up at you. By any means necessary.
1: And so the the white woman choke, put the black grandmother in a chokehold and started calling her names like, you black bitch, oh. give the money back, blah, blah, blah. So the security, um, I, I believe she had her granddaughter in the vehicle with her waiting out in the parking lot with the baby. And so she tried to come into the grocery store to see what was going on. Yeah, why like, is it why, taking why so is long? It
0: taking my- my grandma's so long.
1: Yes, and the security guard blocked her from coming in, so she ended up trying to fight the security guard. Right. Let me in to help my grandmother.
0: Which pretty much anyone would do.
1: And so she ended up getting arrested, and she had charges pending, assault charges on her, and then her, the grandmother's daughter rolled up in, like, a bathrobe. She was in the shower, got the call. She was half-dressed, came up to the grocery store to whoop some ass.
0: So we're talking... We're talking like a young, uh, a, a grandma. So she has two daughters.
1: She a, da- a daughter, and then the granddaughter was the one that was at the grocery store with her.
0: So the granddaughter was at the grocery store with her, and who else was waiting in the car? The granddaughter.
1: The granddaughter with the baby.
0: Right. So then, so so it's a so it's a granddaughter and a great granddaughter waiting in the car.
1: No granddaughter with with like her brother or something. Okay. And then the, the daughter rolled up in her bathrobe.
0: Right. So, second generation pulls up, like, why are you messing with first generation? Yes. Third generation's in the car calling mom. Mom, it's going mm-hmm. down.
1: But she's already fighting. She's the one that got arrested.
0: The daughter got arrested. The granddaughter. This story is juicy. Who won the fight?
1: <laughs> the one with the charges.
0: <laughs> okay. So she was like, "Shaboom, shabink, shabink, shaboom, shaboom." Yeah, shabunk. over
1: fifty dollars, and so it made headlines. But um, there's this story that I found on Yahoo. And let me see if I can restart it. But the way that this guy starts the story, um, <laughs> it's like a lie. It's kind of abrasive. I'm ready. Let me.
0: I'm on the edge of my seat. Welcome to The Factor on Censor. Thank you for joining us tonight. New video shows, a woman some of us can see as a cherished mother, grandmother, while others simply see her as an old black thieving bitch stealing from their convenience store. It's horrible. And Ms. Smith, forgive me for saying that. But I wanted to get across the analogy to send home our point tonight. Ms.
1: Like, (laughs) what? You have to say that. I he mean, he said been, they were
0: uncensored. <laughs> he could have just been like. Old black use, <laughs> thieving bitch. Good <laughs> they, lord. They
1: used derogatory terms. Like, we would get the point.
0: And that's called un, uncensored news?
1: This is on Fox 26, wow. Houston. And yeah, it's his. It has to be like an internet news. This, There's no way this is on cable on their local news station.
0: There's no way. Like, that's literally impossible. Because you can't even say that on the air. An old black thieving bitch is not okay on anybody's network.
1: And that's like a picture from the security. They, I don't think they ha- They actually ever showed the security footage online, but that's a clip of mm, the lady mm, mm. having the grandmother in a chokehold.
0: They just did way too much over this found $50. Yeah,
1: keep that little $50. It's not like it came out of the register. We don't know who it belongs to. We can't prove it. And that's on your friend for not having their money together. Yeah, what would okay? So tell me what you would do.
0: If well, okay. So, um, unfortunately, uh, for me, um, I was born pretty late, so uh, I never met e- uh, grandmothers on either of my parents' side. So I'm going to substitute, uh, and I, I only met my grandpa on my dad's side. So I'm going to sub, and I met him twice. Sorry, oh but gosh. I will substitute in my own mom. And if I, wa- if I was waiting for my mom to come out of a store, and I don't care what happened inside the store, if I saw they had my mother in a headlock, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to jail as well. And um, it's going to be like, you, that, that I, I, I can safely say I don't know what I would do. But there's going to be some headlocks given out.
1: You would just see red, I'm sure.
0: And black and brown and turquoise, too.
1: (laughs) I I just feel like there's nothing that justifies that. Yeah, but... Unless she was, like, holding the place up at gunpoint, and that's the only way you could subdue her is chokehold. There's no other reason that it would be okay to chokehold anybody, let alone a grandmother.
0: Now, you were in a fight with your mom.
1: (laughs) No, I was not. And your mom (laughs)
0: told me you didn't do anything. Wait, what? That's what they said. They were like, she was just wearing her high heels, so she was just backing up and trying to stop it, but she didn't fight with us.
1: That's not the story. What happened? (laughs) Did you purposely tell it wrong?
0: I just want to know what happened.
1: So we're at the gay bar for one of my mom's birthdays, and... Um, if you guys have ever been to Club Silverstone in Tacoma, you know that that back room gets really packed and hot. So we're up against the wall. And we found some seats and they were both dancing, being all cute and lesbians and shit. And all of a sudden, a fight breaks out. So, of course, people are pushing each other. And as as soon as they start pushing, people are breaking out. So the the crowd starts to come towards us and the huge Samoan security guards are trying to break it up and they are moving with the, so it was kind of like a stampede in that tight ass club. And so they came towards us and my mom's got knocked over. And so when I seen them coming towards us, I, in my heels jumped up and tried to push them off. Like, get the fuck off my mom. You're you're, you hit my mom. You knocked my mom over. So I'm trying to push these big ass grown ass Samoan men off my mom's. Mm. Nobody was fighting them. Like there's nobody to fight. Like there was a fight that happened, but they weren't fighting them. The way
0: the story was brought to me was: we all went out to go dance. We got pushed back into a corner. We did a little bit of pushing back the other way, and then we got our ass whooped. And Brittany didn't help us.
1: That's not that we can call Susie up right now. That's not the story that she would tell.
0: Call her. All I'm going to do is say that I made it up.
1: (laughs) Okay. What the fuck. So I guess but
0: I will say this for uh Fourth of July last year, not this year last year of July. yeah oh yeah so mm-hmm. somebody was shooting Roman candles at the basketball building in your mother's
1: the basketball building.
0: yeah, like a, it's like a giant gazebo and it caught uh, and a tree near it caught on fire so the tree goes up in smoke it's touching this basketball place so now the basketball place is starting to catch on fire and mm-hmm. it's like nighttime. We see it, or I see it, and then we start, we get into action of going to go put it out. Called the fire department and grab a hose and a hose extension, and her mom and I are running back and forth. And I'm kind of calm because, like, um, my upbringing, uh, I know we have plenty of time to put this fire out, you know. And if the tree is gone, the tree is gone, but, you know, let's save the building. And it wasn't like it was engulfed yet or it was nothing there was nothing that the fire could jump to that was like flammable like that would act, that would accelerate its growth and it was in the middle of like a field so i just kind of like you know I was, I was just consistent in you know letting it be a jog or a fast walk grabbing a hose grabbing like moving a thing and and i'm pre- you just tap danced you tap danced you look, I was freaking you, out. You looked cute, and you were just your feet were moving a lot. Like I just heard like, Tip, dip, dip, dip,
1: dip, dip, dip. what are we gonna do? I <laughs> was like doing suicides outside, like going back and forth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but doing nothing at the end of each suicide, right. like there was no, like she came up and, at, and like threw a Dixie cup of water on there, like that should help, <laughs> that should do something. So, Man, get your ass back for you get put on fire.
1: Oh, and then when I tried to screw on the hose. I don't think it was on all the way, or what happened?
0: Right, so then I got all wet trying to <laughs> tighten it the rest of the way. Because, <laughs> you know, when you put, when you connect a hose to one another, you want the hose to be either off or kinked so that there's no water when the joints tighten and then you get sprayed. Well, you know, Brittany put that on there, and we let the kink go, and it was just like all in my face. I'm like, I'm not the fire. <laughs> and she went right back to, oh, my God, I, well, I just don't know. So that experience... Uh, made me believe that it was potential for this fight to break out and you go right back to doing the tap dancing suicides in the club. Nah. So if you saw your mom in a headlock, okay, do you lose your shit or are you just like trying to call authorities and sort it out?
1: No, I would definitely, I mean, I was over here trying to push off a big-ass Samoan man off my mom. Like, yeah, I'm going to jump into action. Allegedly. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I would definitely, especially my mom's, either one of them. Yeah, even if my dad's showing up shooting,
0: he's shooting in all different directions. Like he's not trying to hit anybody, but like you can't, you just can't. And we just love my mama so much that if we see her incapacitated or in a headlock and a month and a motherfucker won't let go of Thelma Jackson, it's going down, and we'll happily be up in court
1: yeah so they uh the company the grocery store company or whatever they offered to pay the the court fees or whatever the bail for the granddaughter that came out and was fighting the security guard that's it they offered that um, to give her back the fifty dollars <laughs> Wow it was like a whole bunch of little stuff they're like no that's not enough so they're on the news and shit like that and doing interviews so like here's
0: a dozen eggs fifty right. dollars. Uh, 150 bucks for your court fees.
1: Wow. This is not enough.
0: That's insane.
1: I, I think the uh, um the three people that worked at the grocery store were let go, but I don't know I don't know what would be enough. I w- I don't know if there's anything that they could do. I g- guess what they offered is better than nothing or like refusing to accept any fault, but I don't know that just doesn't seem like enough. What if the grandmother didn't make it? To even tell her story like that. That part.
0: Well, she died over 50 bucks.
1: Yeah. $50. Just give her the $50. Like shit. She's on a come up.
0: God. People just do too much sometimes. I've seen a lot of stuff up in that club. I'm like, man, let it go. Let just let it go. No, they didn't pay their bill. I'm gonna chase them outside in their car. Say, hey man, if they run you over, now you've died over, you know, a $27 bill. What do you want? What? Like, come back inside.
1: It's not worth it.
0: It's not worth it. That's like with. Calling security meetings at two in the morning when everyone exhausted over two two bills that one wasn't paid fully and the other one we just let everybody go home. Right. Let us rest.
1: I mean, that's their karma that they have to deal with.
0: Man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. So. (laughs) That's like, what would you do? Listeners. I know for sure there's a doctor listening. You've reached a point <laughs> in your life where there's, you've refined yourself and, and uh, you know, a, a leveled yourself up and done the self-work to reach another status and just a different disposition, to live a discourse, it's a little more healthier, safer and all that. And, like, what did you do if you see your mom in the headlock?
1: There's any loved one.
0: Yeah. I'm not, now, really, what I'm looking for is, you know, a loved one that, can't necessarily fight back, a loved one that is just precious to you, that's near and dear to your heart, that yeah. doesn't have the means to whoop ass themselves, that person. It might not be your mom. Maybe your mom's a UFC fighter. No idea. Mm-hmm. There's people out there like, my mom's not going to get choked out. She's going to whoop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah, my mom is that same person, but not this decade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So w- what what are we doing? I want to know what you guys are doing. Are you standing there while your mom's in a headlock talking to 911 and – you know, answering the questions of the nine one one attendant. It's like, what location are you at? Is she breathing? Is she in danger? Is she man? If y'all don't get up here,
1: if you don't get the fuck.
0: Yeah. So I just want to know what what is the right response? Because I, in my opinion, uh, there's just some responses that require brimstone, and this is one. You got Thelma Jackson in a headlock. Lord have mercy on what happens to you. After If I see that.
1: There would be a mob. Yeah. At that store. <laughs> Jeez. No, they would have. Nope.
0: Now, if, I, if I'm if i sitting in a parking lot and I look over and I see Brittany in a headlock, I'm going to be like, what did you do?
1: Why the fuck?
0: <laughs> what did you go in that store and do that they have you in a
1: headlock? That You know, that's not what you would say. Because anytime we go out do? to a restaurant or anything, like I'm always... Why would you say it like
0: that? That's you what I'm saying. You
1: really rude. So you would never question well, first me. First of all, stop
0: doing that because I'm a man. Let me be me. And no, me I
1: don't like it. It's embarrassing sometimes. You can don't
0: like it quietly. But what I'm saying is, what did you go in there and say? That your disposition always, as a person who's worked with a lot of people and done direct customer service, what happened in there? What escalated that yellow ass is in a headlock? And I want you to answer me while you're still in the headlock. Brittany, no, you do? that's Brittany, not true. tell me what you did.
1: That's not. You would not question me. She
0: can breathe, right? Okay, now d- d- hold her still, yeah, Brittany. Right. Why are you in here in a headlock? Use your corners. Get out of that.
1: Not the corners.
0: I just want to know. The corners
1: are going to keep me locked in. You're
0: not going to stomp down and and do some little move you've seen on the ground and get out of that. What did you do, girl? Answer me. You're too mad. Calm down. <laughs> Put the words in order so I can understand what happened. Wait, matter of fact, Brittany, be quiet, sir. Tell your side of it while she's still in your Hell headlock. No, I'm
1: charging you as soon yeah. as I get free.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I want to know. No, I'm cool. I'm cool.
1: <laughs> no, no,
0: I'm cool. I am. Cool. I'm not gonna charge. <laughs> is that mm-hmm. you? No, I just want to know. Like, you know, sir, explain your side while she's still in the headlock, and just let me know what's gone. Why do you have my girlfriend in a headlock? Who I love. Why is she in a headlock, Brittany? What'd you do? What did you do? I wouldn't even fight. I would just come in and pull up a chair and sit down and listen to their side of things. You know what I mean?
1: I don't think you and I have ever been in a situation where you have been tested like that.
0: No, and n- nothing I'm saying is true either. I'm gonna lose my fucking shit. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm just thinking like I'll I throw mean, Riley at him no he'll be in ever the air said barking and crazy to me or ever been, like, in a compromising situation where you had to go, like, beat mode I mean, you've been,
0: like, you've matured as a person. I'm sure there was interactions you've had in the past, when we, you know, everyone has had when we are younger, where you're like,
1: nah, fuck that. Something needs to happen.
0: And somebody had to come to your aid. I'm sure of it. But... No, not me. But you've seen it.
1: I've, I've been the person that had to come to somebody's aid. Oh,
0: Lord. Because they were acting out You that. went in there tap dancing. Just tap dance standing and stood up for your
1: friend? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I did not.
0: Walked into somebody's coffee shop and started hey, doing suicide. Under pressure,
1: like things like that, like I have responded well. It was just a fire. I don't know what to do with the fire. I can like, hit a big bitch in the back of her head, and that's fine, but I don't know what to do with the fire. I can't just hit it, and it, it goes out.
0: Why the back of her head? What is she looking at? Because
1: she was walking away.
0: Oh, okay. This is the thing, though. Like, Jail is full of people who something happened and they reacted in a split decision. As a matter of fact, uh, I think, if I'm right, the, the fines, penalties, and time served and all that stuff is less if it's an act of, uh, you know, rage. It's less if it's passion. Calculated. It's, yeah, and, yeah. Calculated is much worse. You know, so I'm not encouraging violence and encouraging things like that. but again, if I am sitting outside of a pet smart or something and look in and they're literally dragging Brittany out of the store in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Like, probably just drive my truck through the building. I have insurance. The
1: only answer is to whoop ass.
0: That's what I'm saying. There's scenarios in which the button gets pressed and ass, ass system must be whoop it. The only delay might be me unlocking my gun box <laughs> to be like, everybody feel them red dots on you.
1: You you can feel red dots.
0: If I pull the trigger, you can feel the red dot Yeah, eyes.
1: but before that, you're going be asking if you've already pulled the trigger. The red
0: dot does a lot to somebody's disposition. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. If you look down and see one on your heart and you ain't been shot yet, you chill the fuck out. Anybody with gun trained on them. But again, like that's not, like now I got a mortal weapon out. But it's just like, it, to me, like, and I'm a very logical person. Like I've had situations where it's like most people would probably have lost they shit about how they were being dealt with. And I've had, you know, cooler minds prevail of my own. This is how I've been raised. When my dad is like, logic first, logic first. You know what I mean? I could see that. And uh, and uh so that's worked for me. You know, here I am at 39 and never been incarcerated because I've made decisions my entire life that, uh, you know, when we got up to the the, the, the crossroad, I, I went the direction that was the correct. I didn't make a mistake at it. I learned from other people's mistakes and took his advice. So... I'm thankful for the advice that he gave, but I also know if my dad was sitting in the parking lot, and he looked over and saw my mom, like, it ain't no road. There's no other decision to make.
1: There's Yeah. Like I said, there's only one right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah. That's that one. What
0: if they had your dad in a headlock?
1: I mean, I would still try to do what I can, but I feel like my attempts, well, they would just be just as pointless as with my mom's and the small security guard. Like I'm not coming between two men, but I would still try. Like I'll I got um I have a taser that I keep in my car and some pepper spray. I would try I would try my best.
0: I gotta take you to shoot.
1: A taser would do something. It'll surprise them enough to loosen up the grip.
0: Potentially, yes. But like I that made me think of like, well, what if a situation did call for some some for for you to be able to protect yourself and use, you know, the second amendment you know, and you don't know how to turn the safety off. Or, you know, you're pulling the trigger and nothing's happening <laughs> in the, in a moment where, like, the, when you did it, it needed to happen. Yeah,
1: and then I'll get my ass tackled.
0: Yeah. I mean, God forbid somebody came up in this house and you were upstairs and you knew somebody was downstairs and you had time to get to a firearm and protect yourself, and now you're holding it and don't know what to do. Like, nah, we got to take you to the shooting range and it, and I went to the shooting range uh recently and uh there either, there was like eight uh lanes there i would say three or four of the lanes was couples like it was oh yeah it's exactly it was what was like happening was a happening. date night I, I don't know about date night it was more so like boyfriends i i think one of them was a brother and a sister but other than that i think it was three it was it was me then there was like two some us big small guy and a, and a, and a girl that i think that they were brother and sister and then the next two were like clearly couples because like the guy would shoot and then they'd bring in the, the thing and show where his bullets went through and, you know, good job, babe. Yeah.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, interesting stuff. Let's move on. So the next story that I think um, I think is very interesting. Uh, Brittany curated this story, so I'm just going to introduce it and then I'm going to let her support this thing up. But she says Lotto puts her panties on eBay.
1: All right, so it's a journey. Big Lotto. So let's go all the way back. So back first she posted, she there was somebody online that compared two pictures that Lotto had posted of herself. Okay. And it's like, from behind, and you know Lotto has body, so like her pants, it was kind of like hip huggers where they're a little bit low rise, and her thong was... Very obvious and popping out of her jeans. Mm. And each photo, it's two different outfits. We're assuming two different days. And um, the same leopard thong. So then the caption was, can't you afford to buy new panties Uh, or something like that.
0: Not can't she afford to.
1: And so Lotto said... She reposted it. This may have been on Twitter or something. She said, oh, no, it's the panty police. That was her response. (laughs) So then that went viral, Um, Lotto responding to that. Really? Um, So then she goes on and is like, bruh, I have so many of these panties. Like, it's just $5 at Target. I'm on tour. We just buy a whole bunch at one time. I can't wash my own I can't wash my drawers and wear them again like just being realistic how I don't know why this person was really clocking her underwear and and that she assuming that she wore the same underwear and didn't wash in between even if they were the same underwear so then she even does like a drawer tour <laughs>
0: It shows that she has more yeah she went through
1: her panty drawer on on live or something or posted a video of it and she's showing all her panties and there's um a section with all her target underwear and they were like 10 different leopard thongs all the same with tags on them still right she's like we don't have time to go shopping so when we stop somewhere we just grab a whole bunch of the same and i like them they're comfortable so she's like since I can't wear this underwear more than once. Um, I'm going to put these on. She put her used underwear on eBay.
0: She says because they won't let me wear my drawers, I'm just going to sell them. Mm Mm-hmm. She put the used ones on there or the ones that were unused?
1: No, the used ones. Mm. Okay. And? And
0: And then what? The panty police bottom? Like, that's why I was on your
1: head. They... Uh, they started at 99 cents. She put a picture of it. She posted it. Since I can't wear them twice, I'm going to put them online. Um, It went up to $100,000. For some draws? The bids. Yeah. For her used underwear. And then eBay took them down, saying it goes against their used clothes policy. Like, it's not safe to be selling panties online like that. Good. I think it was just the point, like, making a point of it. Like, you guys want to talk shit about my underwear? Whatever. Right. But you know, people do buy used underwear online. They
0: buy the use. They want used underwear.
1: Yeah, they like, they want the smells. Like, you didn't see that on Orange and New Black.
0: Oh no! Nah, but I did. It. I remember a story one time where a lady was like jarring up her panties and farts and selling them and making good money.
1: Yeah, I think I had that as a story, but we like skipped that week or something and we didn't go over it. But the girl was like, Would eating- you buy?
0: Would you buy? Would you buy just some drawers? Is there oh. anybody? Is there anybody on the earth that you're like? You know what? I know this is gross, but I need these draws.
1: No, that's nasty. That's disgusting. Not even Michael B. Jordan.
0: Bro, we were we've been doing good. Like there has been no reason to bring this him up.
1: We've been good because we haven't recorded,
0: and that's why. Because <laughs> you want to talk about him all the time.
1: I'm just saying, if anybody knows, like, if I was to be weird about anything. It would probably be regarding him and I would I wouldn't. That's nasty.
0: Got it. So anyways gross. If Beyonce throws her draws at the concert and they hit you, uh, you're like, ew. Or are you like, ew?
1: <laughs> I would probably be like, ew, at first, but in a snap, I would hurry up and grab them and protect them because I know them bitches are going for hella online. I'm gonna resell the most. Oh yeah. Yes, the amount of money that people are spending on tickets just so they can be in nosebleeds, they're gonna pay for her How panties. How much are they spending? I don't know yet, but they're paying thousands of dollars to be on the floor.
0: Thousand, like three, four thousand dollars. Yes. Man, it must be nice. We'll get there. We'll we'll get there. But um, so no to Michael B. Jordan draws. No to Beyonce draws. You you just you know you are just like yeah you.
1: Yeah, bodily fluids nasty. Like there was a story about how Glorilla was talking about she can't wear black underwear or she only wears black underwear because, um, she tries to hide her shit stains. Or somehow her shit stains always pop up on, it's just, it's disgusting.
0: Which which I get, but like, <clears throat> Gloriel is different than Beyonce.
1: I'm just saying, like, that just goes to show you that just because people are famous, they're still nasty. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, we know, like, Ashley Kutcher and his wife were talking about how they don't shower until they feel like they have to, like, it doesn't mean that because they're celebrities, they have great hygiene. And you know my hygiene, I'm not. No, I'm not fucking with nobody. I I just no. Ain't no way. Ain't no way.
0: Okay. Just asking. Okay. What about a bra?
1: A bra? That's not bad. Okay. I take a bra.
0: Okay. What about a lace front? What if Beyonce takes off her wig and? Thing? Hell
1: yeah. Yeah. Yes. Her lace fronts, oh my gosh. You would wear the it. The quality? You would wear it? You can't like have you ever looked at her and I'm like, damn, that's a lace front. No.
0: But you would wear it? Like you'd be well, at work, like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: Um, I would probably I don't know. I don't know if I could, cause somebody would snatch my wig. I don't think that would You don't be think s-
0: it would make it?
1: For my safety, I probably wouldn't wear out I would maybe like have hold a private party Uh, so I could wear it and then everybody can look at me. You would have to pay a fee to come in and watch me wear Beyonce's wig, but I can't wear it out like to work. You
0: gotta pay to watch you wear Beyonce's wig.
1: Yes. (laughs) And that would be a thing. People would do that. I would have a Renaissance party and then everybody would come in, enjoy themselves and look at me have fun.
0: Now speaking of Beyonce, people are saying she got ripped off at the Grammys.
1: Yeah, they said that, um, cause she once again got snapped for album of the year. She did win three other Grammys, but Album of the Year, that one boy, um, Harry Styles won. See,
0: he told everybody he was the king of RB. I
1: don't he said that or somebody else announced that. I don't remember. I don't either. And definitely not king of R and B, like maybe Pop, if it was any if he if anybody tried to determine that it would be pop, not R and B. Yeah. Do you know one song by Harry Styles?
0: Um, yeah, the one he just put out called King of R&B.
1: No, he didn't. <laughs> like, what the hell? I don't know a song by him, but he seems really popular. Like his shows sell the fuck out. Do they? I still don't know a song, though. Yeah, like girls be going crazy over him like "Sync" and Backstreet Boys days. Really? Mm-hmm. I remember one time, this is hella random, but I remember one time when I went to New York when I was 16, 17. um, You went to New York when you were 17? Yeah, Andrew took me for my birthday. And we went to Times Square, and I remember being like down there during um, like TRL. Uh huh. And it was One Direction or one of those white boy bands, you know? And the. Fandemonium was real. There was a whole bunch of girls out there with posters and shit like that and screaming. It was crazy to actually see that shit in real life. Yeah. TRL was a, a huge
0: deal. It was. TRL was kind of dope. They revamped it and had like um, Matt Reif and DC Young Fly and a couple other hosts, and I don't know if it did as well with the revamp. but
1: I didn't even hear about that. I didn't know.
0: Well, then That's crazy. Obviously, it didn't do that well. So, um, but yeah, TRL's dope. Total Request Live.
1: And I did um, one hundred and six in Park.
0: I bet that one was even crazier. Yeah, Um J like, was there. He was there. Hmm. I wonder what he was doing.
1: Uh, hosting.
0: Yeah, but he had one wish.
1: <laughs> well, he was like talking about "I love you, Princess" into the into the camera, and she was like, "Oh, he's really married to her, or he's really with that girl." What girl? Princess is love oh really yeah so and yeah
0: so he's he was on there saying uh that he loved her into the camera
1: yeah i guess it could still be fake but it just seemed for real wow because like this is this is 106 and, or no it, yeah six apart um not loving hip-hop so why would he even feel like he had to say anything to her here if it was she, fake. She probably was
0: like, you ain't hosting nothing unless you give me a shout out.
1: That's why I thought it was real. I was like, wow. So their storyline is not fake.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, mm.
1: right. So Michael Jackson has a new biopic coming out.
0: Another one?
1: Is it biopic? Is that Versus how you say it?
0: what? Biopic?
1: Yeah. Is it like um, Tomato Tomato?
0: No. Uh, it's literally a biopic
1: yeah biopic. Okay. Um he has one coming out called Michael and it's actually going to be done with the guidance of the family estate. So I feel like it's probably going to be a little bit more th- legit than when Flex Washington was Michael Jackson. That was crazy. <laughs> That's embarrassing. But there was one where uh Jason the one that did the Jason Weaver when he was little Michael I like that one. That one was good. It was like the American dream or something like that.
0: I like that one.
1: I thought that was a good one too. Like that was the only one I'll recognize as a good Michael Jackson biopic against any others. They've had white men play Michael, uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, so in this new one, his nephew uh, Jafar Jackson is going to portray him.
0: His blood relative.
1: It's um, yeah, who's his daddy, Joe Jackson? no, no, Jafar's daddy, I don't know, I'm about to look I forget which one he belongs to, but um, it actually seems I don't know, I'm kind of have you ever heard uh the song by Jafar Jackson, no. Yeah, it's it's called "Got Me Singing." I think if you look him up in Spotify, he literally only has one song called "Got Me Singing," but it's really good. So like, he actually can sing, and he's been training basically his whole life. Like, he just in it's in his blood. I feel like that's going to be a good one, a good pick. Okay, Jermaine Jackson is his father.
0: Oh, so he's Michael's nephew.
1: I thought I said that. You did. Okay. (laughs) okay so he's really excited to uh be in the movie everyone else is really excited the whole family um look at this picture of him like in practice or something practicing the choreography i'm
0: humbled and honored to bring my uncle Michael's story to life to see all the fans all over the world i will see you soon yeah this is awesome i mean he's in a major dance studio too that has that has uh 800,000 views.
1: He's given like Thriller Michael Jackson?
0: Uh yeah, I mean there was a whole album where that's kind of what he had on. So, yeah, that's lit. I like that The Family is saying yes. And I feel like The Family said yes before, but Michael Jackson's legacy is so powerful and strong that like it's dope to see it carried on. Like I you, you know um I mean they're they're not spitting image. They're no. kinda not he looks a lot he must look a lot like his mom. But after the first few frames of the movie, you're gonna just go with him being Michael. So that's awesome.
1: They said they're gonna touch on like his um the part of his life regarding the accusations and the lawsuits and stuff like that. So Oh, they're going to touch on the troubling things as well. Mm. So I'm 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 looking forward to seeing that one. I don't know how many more Whitney. Where's
0: it going to play?
1: Uh, I, that one probably is going to come out in theaters only. I did not see, like, where it was set.
0: That ain't no Apple TV.
1: I mean, it might be. Nah, they that's might, you don't international think they have the budget?
0: Superstar. No, they have the budget, but that's got to have a run in theater. Like, that's got to do, like, Spirited, where it played in theaters. Like it did a limited run, but I feel like it wouldn't be a limited run. Like they'll, they're going to run it in theaters, and then after the fact, you can come catch it and see it in uh, at home.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be big. And um, damn, there's some haters. This new Michael Jackson biopic will glorify a man who abused children. Leaving I mean, Neverland director condemns new Michael Jackson biopic. Who does? The director of *Leaving Neverland*, so it must have been like a documentary regarding his accusations and shit.
0: That's crazy. There was also um, um, recently I'm sure they waited because one of the cases was thrown out, uh, by some whoever's name was R- Reed.
1: Well, I don't know. I still feel like even though there's a lot of people that don't care for Michael Jackson because of those allegations. There's a lot of people who still idolize him, think that he is literally the king of pop. Um, I think it's going to be a a, a big outcome. They say producer of Bohemian Rhapsody is going to be a part of it. Really? But it doesn't say exactly like where it's going to be released. So they must still be kind of like in production or something. I don't know if it's, but I'm looking forward to it. I think that's one person who, um, still, a lot of people all over the world are a fan of and respect. And um, I mean, people who have been born since he's passed are, are aware of who he is and his legacy. So I'm interested to see how that goes.
0: You're ready to see it?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna see it. Like I don't like I was when the Whitney. The uh, new Whitney biopic came out, and that went to theaters. I'm like, bro, how many more documentaries and biopics do we need of Whitney Houston? like you can only tell her story so many times
0: I mean, how many are there? I've only seen the new one that's coming out really yeah like, I've seen I mean the bodyguard she was in, but is there this I haven't seen a definitive Whitney Houston film?
1: No, yeah, I believe there's a lifetime one there was defin there's definitely been many documentaries.
0: Huh. Well, yeah, but a documentary is different than a biopic. You get to go with them and see the whole. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But the thing for me is, if it's done right, then it's done right. Okay, because what was that story? Where well, they they did uh with well, the, the Aliyah movie?
1: Oh my gosh! Terrible.
0: Right. So when it's done right, it's done right. Like they had a they had an Asian man was Timberland or something like that. Like it's. it's <sighs> It wasn't true to, you know what I'm saying? And
1: well, all it was um, was basically headlines. There was nothing where it's like, oh, I, I didn't know that, that that ever happened. It was really just pulled from magazine stories, anything mm-hmm. that you could have found in the newspaper. It, it, it was really embarrassing. I, I could not believe it. i
0: tell you what I have grown to like is these biopics that aren't real. Right, like five heartbeats, like Dream Girls, like they're loosely based on something, somebody. Uh Yeah, I've I've grown to like to like that experience.
1: Well, I do enjoy the stories, but I'm so gullible that I don't. I'm like, so they weren't a real band, or like when Charters Game or Donald Glover did um, an episode on Mm. um, I forget what the name was, but it was supposed to be based off a guy who did the Goofy movie and how it was like the blackest movie at, in Disney. And it was a whole like documentary type uh, episode. I'm like, shit, is this guy real? Right. <laughs> but it was done so well that like it looked legit.
0: That was based on something. No. Yeah, that's how they write. They write, they take some small idea and then they go, yeah.
1: Yeah, based on the ideal or the the there's always been a debate that Goofy movie is based on black people and black culture, and it's the blackest movie, and that's always been. I don't
0: know what the debate is. They, obviously, everybody's wearing sneakers. They're all listening to hip-hop. Hats are backwards. The whole point of the movie is they're trying to get to a concert. They, that movie is woke. It's about the bond between a son and a father, and the black community needed to see that when that came out. They used the, They took the opportunity to have Goofy... Uh, you know, open up an entire, an an entire like realm of what a movie could be, what it could be about. You know what I mean? Like people, Goofy's just Mickey's dog. It, How do we get a life story and a and a journey, and Goofy's a good. <laughs> now he's a good dad. Uh huh. Making alphabet soup, and well,
1: then it came. Like, so the mockumentary was showing how Goofy evolved because when in the early stages of Disney and Mickey Mouse and, and Goofy and all of them, he was just pretty much your uh, like racist uh, stereotype of black people, just dumb and uh, just an airhead. Like, it, they, that was what Goofy was before. And mm-hmm. so he, uh, he took it upon himself to evolve him into the culture.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I thought it was lit. It's, it's one of my one of my favorite movies as a kid. Like, I liked the Goofy movie.
1: And the soundtrack was fire.
0: Hella lit. And the dance. A lot mm-hmm. of people learned to dance. And then, like, it re- they actually took the time to develop more than just Goofy and, and Max. Like, they de- and Max was Goofy's son. Um, hell, they created Max. But they took the time to like develop Pete and love interest and like you actually cared, you know what I mean? So you know, and and the fine the fine singer Goofy singer like y- like you watch that as a human looking at these dogs that are turning into people and like you can tell who they're attracted to, like, yeah. Yeah, you know or I mean? you
1: knew that that light skinned girl was a baddie even though she was you a dog.
0: Exactly, <laughs> big old dog nose, Roxanne. Yeah, yeah,
1: Roxanne. Yeah,
0: see, I told you, I liked it, and um. But, yeah, my I remember as a kid, my first crush or first, like, woman that wasn't a human that I thought was attractive was Jessica Rabbit.
1: I mean, who – I mean, I'm sure that was for everybody.
0: Yeah, but, like – But
1: she was a cartoon girl. She was – It wasn't like she was no, a – No,
0: she was a cartoon grown woman. Like, they well, let yeah. her be curvy, show some hips. Like, she was dressed s- seductively. Yes. You know what I mean? And not only that – if you didn't know what the correct response was to what she was trying to do, she would walk by and then cartoon wolves are like, Caruda! like, you know what I mean?
1: If you, if you didn't think she was sexy, this is your cue. She's sexy. Yeah, mm. here you
0: go. This is what she looks like. You know, maybe she'll put her panties on eBay. So check it out. The next story is a white quarterback lost their scholarship for using the N word and then is offered a full scholarship from an HBCU. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Albany State University. What are your thoughts? You've you I've been spearheading the woke part of the pen the podcast, and I get carried away. So I don't want to do it this time. I'll say some stuff, but I want to know how you feel about it.
1: I like how like I, I put down notes in here for the story that we're gonna go over and you just read the whole thing. Like you just give the whole story away. <laughs> it's just like I I, did I, it. I wrote that down so I can remember what it was, but you know, I went to like kind of
0: I Creep didn't say into every- the story. I didn't say everything. Look.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, then who's Marcus Stokes? Well, Who's singing song?
1: He, it's a white guy.
0: I literally didn't even say that. What, what is that? Who is Marcus Stokes?
1: He's a white quarterback.
0: It's a white boy named Marcus <laughs> Stokes?
1: Yes. Then
0: Albany gave him a full scholarship without knowing he was white. Because that's nah. a black ass name.
1: Because it was a big controversy that he lost his scholarship for, yeah. he posted a video of him singing a song where he said the N word in it.
0: What song was it?
1: I don't even know. I didn't see the video.
0: The reason I'm asking is because, like, I don't, I don't condone it. I don't like it when white people are just singing along. But certain songs, there's a different amount of repetition. Like, if it's the N-word once or twice, and it's their favorite, like, okay, it's, I don't like it. But if it's Kanye West and Jay-Z, niggas in Paris, <laughs> yeah. and you've said nigga 12 times per hook, and there's five hooks. Like you have said nigga at this point forty-four times to get through this song. Dun racism. So, you know, and then like the artist didn't even try to defend it. They're like, you know why we call the Niggas in Paris? Cause Niggas was in Paris. <laughs> That's <laughs> my favorite clip of That's Kanye. Ridiculous. Cause
1: he's so fucking serious. Right. <laughs> but no, I and so like I I put that. In there because it wasn't like he was just saying it, you know, part of like a discussion or being derogatory. Like, like he to said to somebody. It, yeah. He did say it while he was singing the song, which doesn't make it any better. But I mean, it wasn't well, it like, make it better. Well, I'm wrong.
0: Yes. But is there malice and and all the bad stuff attached to when he said it? Or is he just saying along just with the song? the song? along yeah. With the song. So is he the wrong? Let him yes. Go. Is he is he, you know, a dick, a piece of shit? No, I don't know if I would go that far. And I think that – I think what uh, – go ahead.
1: Well, I just – I feel like his school jumped the gun with – for removing him from, from the school and taking a scholarship away. Like, given the circumstance, it's not like he was being racist per se, unless it was like – I feel like this was a hip-hop song that he was singing along with, not like, let's kill all the niggers around or something like that. It wasn't like a KKK song. You know, he – I just don't know if that was a fair way to punish him. So I feel like the school was just doing too much so they don't get any backlash. And so afterwards, then um, an HBCU, um, then a historically black college from like the 1900s, offered him a scholarship, which at the time of the story that when it had come out, he had not accepted it. At that time, it just had been offered to him, which caused even more backlash. Like, how are you guys going to offer this white man who lost a scholarship for saying the N-word a scholarship to a black college? Right. So that's kind of the story there. And
0: I think that the school took advantage of their ability to have discernment and to understand the, temp- the, you know, uh, the temperature of the usage of the word and uh, the kid's heart. You know, to then get them a wonderful quarterback Mm -hmm. who will probably be in the locker room with the rest of the team singing a song. He probably won't say it no more. Not with the whole team.
1: (laughs) Is it, you don't, uh, well, I guess it would just depend. I'm sure, like, coming into the school, uh, people are probably going to give him a hard time. But Mm. there were some people saying, hey, maybe this is where he needs to be so that he can kind of learn the importance of you know black history the culture why it's not okay to use that word i just in that point i don't think it's black people's responsibility to teach white people this shit it's it's too why are we still having to do that why don't you know by now that that's not okay
0: right nor nor is it's not our responsibility and they you know other other people learn the lesson from looking at what happened to him like dang you lost a you know, you had major scholarships at major schools that were that were that were, they were on you. And now, no, now they're not. And and why is that? Okay, well, that's because you did this. So, if you're a coach or a parent or a future, you're you're coming into your senior year and you see that happen to this kid at a whole other place, you're like, I'm. You know, uh, th- that may be enough to ward the use of N word off in rap songs. To like, damn. You can get trouble for it. this, you know what I mean? Because it's all fun and games until you get in trouble, right? You know what I mean? How many white kids innocently put on blackface to go out and do Halloween, not knowing that's outrageous?
1: Even to, I mean, if that's done today, I just don't get how you can just go out and not know that that shit's not right.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd say I would love to assume that too, but being that I'm from Lacey, Washington, and I've seen where you know, 90% of the school is white kids. Like what's acceptable and what's okay is, is, is different.
1: But you doing like a white person putting blackface on, why are you doing that?
0: There was a whole football team that did a mock slave trade sale of their black students. Mm -hmm. Like people just don't, like they just, they don't get it too far is already happening. You know what I mean? They've already gone way too far before they even realize It's
1: the part where they try to play innocent that pisses me off. You knew it wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. But now you're trying to act like you didn't know. No, just own up to you being a piece of shit. Oh. You know that you're racist. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna make it any better by acting like you didn't know. Right. That's the that's the part that just pisses you me off. It's usually
0: one that knows and one that doesn't. And then there's somebody else going, I told them not to do that.
1: hmm. You know
0: what I'm saying? For real. And, uh, but the opportunity for the teaching and learning moment passed when you're in the corner of a party doing the, doing the, the, you know, chicken noodle soup with a soda on the side dance, wearing, wearing face, <laughs> <laughs> wearing black face paint. Like, who are you supposed to be?
1: Yeah, I'm not in going Oh, I'm Frederick Douglass. <laughs> no.
0: It's February. I guarantee you there's already some fucking up going on. It's the sixth day of February. Uh huh. Fifth day. Oh, yeah. Somebody, oh, yeah.
1: Not on Black History Month.
0: That's when it happens.
1: That's what they were saying about Beyonce too. How you gonna give this white man album of the year and not to Beyonce on Black History Month?
0: That's funny. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, you've been bumping that album a lot mm-hmm. in the past, like the one that Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift for. That crossed over like both genders, multiple discourses, different demographics, and that that music was playing everywhere. This last album. I just did, I didn't hear it everywhere. I didn't hear it at every light. It wasn't playing in the club. I didn't even heard it in lounges, hookah bars. I haven't heard it everywhere.
1: I just find that hard to believe. Where I
0: have heard it though is hotel lobbies, okay. elevators, because she shifted the type of music she's doing to where it sounds like Dubai uh, hotel patio music.
1: You know, in her uh, acceptance speeches, she did thank the career community for the genre. Mm -hmm. That basically was her album, and, I mean, a lot of people did say, like, this album was for the gays, and, I mean, that definitely was the vibe, Um, and maybe that's why. Was it? Maybe that's why.
0: Maybe that's why. You're not seeing
1: it everywhere. You're going to hear it with the cool kids.
0: No, 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 no. (laughs) That's that's not the way to say that, uh, babe.
1: What? we're in on the trends no, and the music. You
0: said this album was for the gays, and that's why only the cool kids heard it. No, hold on. Gay kids are cool kids, too.
1: No, that's what I'm saying.
0: But I wouldn't say gay not gays are the, are
1: the cool coo- kids.
0: So we're not cool because we didn't... So Well,
1: we, you're not tapped in.
0: I would say I'm not gay, so then or that's why I'm not... Or you might not I'm be not...
1: tapped into gay culture, therefore you are not up with... Now you're saying, the
0: now you're... Yeah, way to clear it up. Cool. But I'm saying... Uh, <laughs> coolness isn't your sexuality isn't a part of coolness i know some dope-ass gay dudes I definitely know some cool lesbians you know what i mean i know I flame monroe is cool as a motherfucker and goes by he she they no they isn't it he she it's like he she and motherfucker like he that's part of a, the it's a, it's a comedian
1: yeah i've heard their um their interviews i'm breakfast club many times and they say like she gets the money we spend it or maybe she says we
0: he she we yeah yeah he gets the money she spends it but we get paid yeah like that. yeah
1: yeah something like that mm. um okay so what you got next
0: what i have next is i have to admittedly say um i do not know Enough details about this story To talk really at all With the confidence uh, You know Of some of the other stories We talk about where we feel like We get it Um, One I have not dealt with a lot of loss Two I haven't lost What was potentially a family member Three I haven't had a situation That is full of gray area And to not be sure of what really happened On said night And the only people that know Are the people that were in the room Four I don't have any Uh Ties to uh, deep in the music business that may potentially have overlapped with, you know, the organized world of crime in 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 the South. I don't know.
1: I do feel like but some I of that applies say, to you. No, nope, you lost quite a few people, not, friends no, in the industry.
0: Not a family member. Not not somebody. Not like yeah. Not I've, a
1: family member.
0: No, who died in my family that was super close to me.
1: Okay, so you guys just weren't super close. Who, Who did you, you have a cousin that passed away, and the circumstances like were kind of like we don't know what happened. Yeah, I
0: mean we were close when we were little kids, and I, you know, but not not as adults. Not this. I'm talking. I'm not talking about comics. Though. So I'm talking about Quavo and Offset getting into a fight, not just a not just a skirmish, not an argument, but a full on fight, brawl, brawl. Okay, at the Grammys before the takeoff uh presentation, before the you know before before they did the Quavo
1: did it, right? A tribute.
0: Yeah, before the tribute. And okay. the reason why is again this is this is a little I the, don't know. Now they're
1: all related, right? Um
0: so they're saying they're not all cousins now.
1: Well somebody's an uncle.
0: Well I don't know. Because that was the name of the album. I don't like, need them uncle to be few. Yeah, but I don't need them to be Um, blood. Okay. You know, I've known many people that are just like three homies and they're like man, we're cousins or we're best friends or yeah, yeah, this is my brother like and that's fine but one of them was like murdered at a dice game. Okay. Murdered at a dice game in a shootout and he was he was in tow that night like just rolling with his rolling with his boys and he's the one that caught the the strays or the or the intentional but he caught it and so I find it wild that the tribute where at the Grammys, which is, you know, that's the biggest function for music, uh, they were denying, was, is it Quavo?
1: Quavo was the one that did it.
0: Quavo did it. So they were denying Offset to come out and perform with him.
1: Who was denying it? Or Quavo. Saying? Well, because they had kind like, of a formed thing a before. Wall,
0: but they, like, they were blocking him from performing. That's when this whole...
1: Well, I don't know what happened between them because... Their group broke up before uh, takeoff's passing. And so they had already separated. So I would assume... Well, I guess you would assume that maybe with somebody passing away, Mm -hmm. that would... Cause you to be like, hey, life is too short. Let's not fight anymore. But maybe there's still some tension there.
0: I mean, this is literally what the story says. Migos rappers Quavo and Offset get into a physical altercation backstage at the 65th Annual Grammy Awards after drama brewed over an in-memoriam performance. Um, This is from Radar Online. Quavo was set to take the stage with a live rendition of Without You when the tension reached a boiling point. Sources said... Moments before it was about to start, they got into a heated brawl because Quavo stopped Offset from joining him on stage and refused to let him take part in the tribute performance. Despite the Grammys extending an invitation to him, Insider said that Offset was not the aggressor.
1: That Quavo was. So I don't even know what their beef was before, but maybe that's still there.
0: That's a shift in the paradigm that I thought the story was. I thought Quavo blocked him and then he went the hell off. This is saying that Offset was blocked and... Offset wasn't the aggressor. Like Quavo was the one that was like, "Nah," and and be so aggressive. maybe
1: he was. I mean, it sounds like maybe there's some miscommunication. Maybe Quavo was like, "No, this is my set," and the Grammys fucked up and was like, "Come on, Offset, let's have a amigos, you know, tribute." And Quavo was like, "No, that's not what I fucking signed up for." I, I could see that and how. I mean, that's not the way to handle it, obviously, but who knows what's going on or what their beef was before.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the pot's been stirred. Um, it says that um, the dispute between Offset and Quavo comes after Rap-A-Lot CEO Jay Prince caused a stir with his remarks about Takeoff's passing during a podcast interview with Wallow and Gilly. Um, he says, in reality, the truth of the matter is you wasn't really right there with Takeoff when he was alive. So for you to be taking these positions that you taken. You know, uh, saying that he heard all kinds of things, all he's been hearing all kinds of things. Now, I don't know much about Jay Prince, but I do know one thing: when Jay Prince speaks, there's an entire region that hears him. He Everybody owns an island. Him, he's an like- author. He's a he's a he's a boss. Okay, a boss of bosses. And so for him to step in and say uh, that, you know, it's kind of heavy. And so Offset fired back. He said, "How dare how dare one of y'all niggas even speak on me and take relationship." If you don't know niggas from a can of paint, you don't know us. Y'all niggas don't know how me and my brother rock.
1: I did see that and I was like, I don't even know what's happening right now.
0: And then he kept going. He's like, You ain't think about his mama? You ain't think about the family? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I think they're literally f- connected somehow in, as in blood. So that's not fair to say what I've heard is you weren't there for him. If you don't know for sure, that's not wise. To have an opinion, a public opinion, on what you've heard, if it's not from any of them,
0: I mean, even if it was, you're like, why are you going public with this? Not like somebody died, not and not not a slow. Let me take care of everybody who's gonna of my people type of death. He died, ran like in a random lucrative dice game. Yeah, like suddenly, all of a sudden, he's his life is taken and. He, it happened in an environment in which other people who were rich were there. Their security was present. Other bosses were there. It was in one of the places where it's like, we we, we are here kicking it because this is where we're good. It's safe. Yeah. Like, there's no guns in here. Everyone in here is good. We can gamble. We can whatever. And so, argument goes out. Fine. You can argue over the dice. You can argue over whatever. But somebody gets shot. And now we have a superstar dead. And, you know, everyone was silent about it. And then, like, some girl came out and was like, let me tell y'all what I know of it, but I got to be careful what I say because of who I was present. So it's been handled very carefully Hmm. the whole time. And now, let's say, okay, with respect to Jay Prince, you're not Amigo, and you're not in their family or that tight with them. Yeah. Okay? Then you have this to say publicly. So we can be mad about the publicly, or we can be mad and or mad that he said anything at all. Mm-hmm. I don't. None of that is the part that that is, that raises my eyebrow. The part that raises my eyebrow is those two fought and Jay Prince was not present. It didn't matter what Jay Prince said. They fought because one didn't want the other one to be a part of the tribute when they're a, they're a trio. Right. The Musketeers, That's the two I'm remaining seeing. ones that are alive, are beefing at the memoriam.
1: Right. So I'm wondering. At like, least what, keep
0: it together.
1: What caused the them to split up?
0: And so people. now that it gives credence to some of the stuff other people have been coming out and saying that it ain't always been rosy. Right. It ain't. It ain't all of that. It ain't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just find that I just find I just found this story to just be like I would like to keep our eye on this one to see what comes of this and if if there's any discernment of fact lies or you know whatever that's attached to this but the fact is these guys these are guys who are a group so in general they would have group security they've already split their security enough that one can tell his guys to keep the other one from coming Mm -hmm. and the one that's coming isn't even the aggressor so what's going on
1: Well, I think what we'll have to do is, you know, Jason Lee Mm -hmm. of Hollywood Unlocked. Mm -hmm. So he he was
0: uh, he's one of the cool kids.
1: Yeah. He actually had an interview with Cardi and she spoke about how she felt about getting the news about takeoffs passing. um, But that also there were like some questions regarding offset, but that he would be interviewing offset coming up and he had a lot of stuff that he wanted to talk about just his growing pains and maturity and even stuff regarding like them almost getting divorced and it's not what everyone thinks that it's cheating everyone thought it was a cheating scandal or that she caught him up with other women but it was more it was a whole bunch of other shit that he was dealing with so i wonder if any of that has to do with the group breaking up if he had some i don't even i don't want to like guess what it could be but maybe it's something maybe they weren't related
0: that. and they were lovers
1: oh my god I don't I, it sounded like more so like mental health shit or something going on in life that was just fucking up his world which fucked up everything else around him so I yeah let's revisit this when when there's some more shit out
0: yeah because we don't know and, I, and we had almost completely written off the whole Magnus stallion thing as a community like well I guess nothing's gonna happen and then the next thing we get is Tory Lane's dad just because <laughs> Tory's going to jail. Wait, what? Wait,
1: what about Tory Lane's dad? Tory
0: Lane's dad comes out of the comes out of the courthouse talking about Jay Z and, and and all these other people and how the game is connected and how everybody came for his son and
1: Tory going to jail. Is that why everyone's like, blame Rock Nation?
0: Yeah, his dad came out and gave that speech off top. First and foremost, for he's like, well, why wouldn't you guys represent my son? Why are you guys trying to dissociate with him? Why are you choosing one person's career over another person's career when it's not just about careers here? There's lives at stake.
1: Is he signed to them as well? No,
0: the dad is like a, a famous pastor.
1: Well, Meg's signed to them. So why would, well, I don't get it.
0: I don't either. But okay. if she's signed to them and they're representing their client, then maybe that's why he's saying, why are you black people doing this to each other? I don't know.
1: How about why are we shooting at black women?
0: If he did, we don't know that either. That's what the whole thing was about. Cause but she's was saying, found
1: guilty. So you're saying that they're wrong?
0: No, but no, I'm not saying that. That's what I'm saying. Up until that, like that whole thing was, whatever happened in the Hollywood Hills that night, whatever they said, whatever, like that was like two years ago. Mm. There's been albums dropped by both of them. We watched Tori on the pandemic every day going live like nothing happened. Nobody ever said anything. We didn't even know court was pending. And then boom. He's gu- so let's just watch it. Just keep an eye on this amigo situation and just, you know, see what that's about. Because to me, uh, you know, it this is I find it interesting. I find it very interesting. I don't know what happened that night in the in the Dice game. I don't know if uh was this an accident? Was this a hit?
1: Hmm.
0: Was this planned? Did someone find out that somebody had something to do with it, or they I'm knew, sure or they didn't f- say nothing, or they could have stopped it, or they, you know, what I'm saying, or they, they, you know, uh, uh, it, it pushed hard for the person to come when they didn't want to go in the first place, or why was it, why, you know, what I'm saying,
1: there will be a story like that, just like the Leah story. She didn't, she thought something was worse. She didn't want to get it on the plane, and they were forcing her, and that.
0: Aliyah thought she didn't like the she didn't want to get on the plane? She
1: had a bad feeling about the plane ride and she's like, no, let's just wait. I don't have to get there. Um, we'll just delay things. And they're like, no, let's do it, let's do it. And so they forced all her luggage and everybody on the plane when they, they shouldn't have. It was the weight wasn't uh it was just too much for that type of plane. And then something about the flight crew wasn't um, okay to fly or like I don't know it was a whole bunch of like weird shit but she had a feeling that and she should have listened to her gut.
0: Mm-hmm. They were coming back from somewhere in the Caribbean mm-hmm. and they were headed to the Opa Airport, which was on the other side of the fence from where I was an undergrad uh, in Miami, and so uh, I was there when she died. Wow. So, but they didn't they didn't make it to the airport, Mm-mm. but she would have landed and it's just a coincidence and not like yeah you know I mean but it, it's it's just I think that's just crazy to be like wait she was coming here <laughs> you know what I mean like and that's that literally was that experience that private airport well well away from Miami International like we were talking in the pork and beans of Miami like Opal Airport is not it is not and it's not the main Miami airport. So they were coming to like and there's other private airports in Miami. So Aaliyah's people were coming to maybe the Fifth most popular one? Potentially. So uh yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that she had a feeling something was wrong was wrong with getting on that flight. You know, and what put it overweight? It's not clothes, it's not so what is it, concert equipment? Like what put a whole plane overweight? What else was on what else was in that cargo? Who else who else was not supposed to be on that plane? Maybe take the next one and they added five more people to that flight or whatever. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. I don't know if they were supposed to like go on shifts and like let's just get everybody now. I don't... don't
0: But we're talking about maybe a one-hour, maybe a one-hour some flight, maybe an hour and a half at max because she's coming from the Caribbean to Miami and that's not... People are doing that on doors in the water swimming. You know what I mean? So, very interesting to to hear that side of it. But again, these things happen and it's like, what happened? And that's why, that to bring it full circle, that's why these biopics be so dope. Like, you hear all this stuff about uh, Selena. You hear about whatever, but, like, to see... The biopic try to pay homage to it and, and follow the timeline and, and you watch and you see when like the lady who ended up killing her is introduced to them and in their life you're like whoa mm-hmm,
1: like mm-hmm. that's
0: why that stuff is
1: i really enjoy how bet was uh how they were doing kind of like a series like a limited series of biopic like for new edition i really enjoyed that one right or even the tlc one was pretty good and i think it was like a three-part series but yeah like when i like when they are able to stretch it out just a little bit as opposed to trying to cram everything into two hours where i feel like you miss over stuff right but yeah you want to um wrap things up with this interesting story you added at the end
0: well there's a couple there's two stories so i'll i'll say one first and uh but the first one is that uh Andrew Scholz went on uh, his podcast, Brilliant Idiots, Brilliant Idiots, that he does with Charlemagne, Charlemagne, the God, and he's he says he doesn't know if he's allowed to say this, but he was like, that kiss at the end of the movie, at the wedding, was CGI. They actually did not physically kiss. Why? I mean...
1: As an actor, like that should just be whatever. It's whatever. Why would you have to fake Of all things to CGI, a kiss...
0: Yeah, that may be the thing. It's like, I'm already acting like I'm in a relationship in the last thing. And this is my first film since my husband passed away. Like, I'm not going to be kissing other men. Maybe that was her thing. So then it was like, well, look, we'll do the kiss on CGI. You don't physically have to kiss him. And that just may have been a thing. But I'll tell you this. Wait. Okay, okay,
1: go ahead. I
0: ain't Andrew Schultz. But I remember when I was doing, um, I did all the crowd warm-up on on two seasons of... um, hip-hop squares which was the 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 new version of hollywood squares um and d-ray was the host and uh nipsey was still with us excuse me please uh nipsey was still with us but there was there was almost a full stop down that took like an hour an hour and a half one day because there was like clever back and forth from squares to the hosts um there was kind of, that was kind of part of the thing, you know, like D Ray's a comic, he's, he's quick witted. So D Ray would say something, they would say something and it'd be funny. And, you know, I'm out there like applause, you know what I mean? So, um, something happened. Uh, and I'm not just, I'm not just, um, leaning to it, be, uh, vaguely because I don't want to say it. I'm saying, I don't remember, but something happened and Lauren was the one that left the set. And then like D Ray, like went to go apologize for the, the interaction that they had. um, but I do remember she was telling people, you're slacking on your cripping. <laughs> like, like your cripping ain't where you're supposed to be at. Like she was like she was into it. And she was telling people your cripping and, and D-Ray's like, I'm not a cri- if ain't I'm a v- he's from Chicago. He would be something else entirely. Okay. Vice Lord or whatever. But it wasn't like it was a gang-banging thing. But, like, she had said it a couple of times, and, and like, they, everyone laughed because we thought it was a joke. But the second time, she was like, you know, she said it or whatever. And then, like, that was that was kind of what – I remember that kind of being part of what ended up. Because it took, like, four or five interactions that went kind of like a joke didn't land or somebody else teased and there was no comeback or whatever. Where she was like, I'm, I am fucked this shit and got up and left just, like – Literally. You're having a hard
1: time following. So was there like a disrespect to her where she got offended or he was So
0: essentially I didn't pick up on disrespect. Uh huh. I didn't pick up, but up she on She may have
1: taken it that way.
0: Now you got it. Okay. And she walked out.
1: And so the slacking on your cripping, is that like some sort of threat?
0: No, there was no it's not about it being a threat. Is just like, that's what she was saying. I'm telling you, this was a lighthearted, fun, crazy. Everybody's joking around with each other. There's nine celebrities in the box. They're saying stuff to each other. Uh-huh. Tisha Campbell's like, hey, yo, uh, Ice Cube. Like, it's going down in there. And people okay. are saying stuff whichever direction it went. And, like, there was interactions with Lauren where she had stuff to say back. And it was funny. But just something happened. And I don't know the specific nail that I'm talking about, but something happened. It wasn't all fun and games at that and time. And she felt, yeah, and she was like, "I, you know, I don't like that. Whatever mm-hmm. it was, I don't know if it was a game she was supposed to play or whatever, but she just she didn't do it, okay. and I'm not saying she's in the wrong for it.
1: Well, no, I'm just like trying to understand whatever what her conviction
0: was. Explaining. She's like nah, and there and I got on a headset so I can hear producers like, all right, here we go, we're about to do that. wait. Where's London going? Uh-huh. Like that kind of thing. Like okay. wait, what? And then a full stop down because whatever she like, you can't do hip hop squares and one of the squares is gone. So we just so fully, how
1: does this tie it back to nipsey
0: that if she not tying it back to nipsey i'm tying it back to her own personal convictions to just not do a thing
1: so you're so, just saying like this was when nipsey was around that was why you brought that up because you yeah because Ni- he came
0: back he i'm just giving a timeline so we would know nipsey was still alive okay okay um they were very in love they were when he was there they were like holding hands or he was holding her or they, like they were in like wildly in love nipsey's a rolling 60 crip, not lauren london to the, the far as i know so her using his you know his his uh you know vernacular would be when couples are together a long time like how you'd be talking about motherfucker now because i'd say motherfucker
1: i've been saying you, that and you she be acting and, and, like she, and
0: lauren london would say she's been saying crip.
1: oh my god
0: okay So, anyway, people
1: don't just say motherfucker all the time.
0: Not the way I say it. You've changed it. You used to be like motherfucker. Like you used to say th mother mother was in your motherfucker. Now it's like motherfucker. Like it's a you you say motherfucker like a big black man. Now where you where who you been around?
1: I have no comment for that. Um, So the point you say that to say.
0: Well, you ain't have to jump in. You can let an example land. I, I'm just
1: trying to, like, how you do these tie to. together? You don't,
0: you don't have to appeal.
1: I'm listening to you just like everybody I'm just else. Telling you, when I'm we trying done, to understand. When we're
0: done, you'd be like, don't be trying to say I talk like you. But you're like, now my whole Lauren London plane ain't even landed. I'm telling you, she was talking like Nipsey Hussle, okay? That, and they were that in love. And that's what happens when two people are together a long time. And any listener listening to this, you would know. You've picked up some traits. you picked up some habits. you picked up a couple things from the person that you're with. That's normal, Okay. Britney just said anytime I'm out in public, she's like, don't do it like that. Say it like that. Don't do that. So, of course, even when she's not with me, I'm like, man, please have this. Like, <laughs> do it differently. <laughs> we, <clears throat> excuse me. We are affected by who we're around the most. And and a lot of times that's a good thing. Sometimes it's bad. But I'm saying all that to say she, was, she had conviction in her heart to not do whatever was going on on Hip Hop Squares during a live taping. It wasn't broadcasted live, but we were taping. There's 12 to 14 cameras rolling, and everybody's kind of going with whatever. Like, it's already been talked about. They know what direction we're going to go, what activities we're going to do, what's going to happen on the episode. The, the host is reading off a teleprompter. Like, it's not, just a, it's not just a fuck fest. It's not just a bunch of fuckery happening, and they're just capturing it, like, while and out, okay, that has, like, some structure. This isn't an improv show. Whatever it was, she's like, I'm out. So now there's a host, a full production, a full in studio audience, eight squares that are all celebrities, and one's gone, and everyone's like, "What's going on?" So she, I would not be surprised if we get to the kiss in the script, and she's like, "Nah, I'm not, I'm not kissing Jonah." Like I. I appreciate him. I love what he's doing as an actor. We've done a whole movie. I'm not kissing this man.
1: She was in an interview where she said she didn't know who he was before this movie.
0: She's vi- okay. Let me explain <laughs> this a little bit better, okay? To understand Lauren London a little bit better, you need to understand how Lauren London ascended to where she's at in Celebrity, right? Like, she doesn't have a ton of projects, But she, we just love her so much in the one she's in. Like she reprised the role of Nunu in ATL, and she just stole everybody's. We just loved us some Nunu, right? She's very attractive. They found Lauren walking down the street, like wasn't an actress, like she was just a super cute. They went to go look for Nunu. They needed to cast the Nunu in ATL, and that's where they found her. So when it comes to Hollywood, there's actors that are from elsewhere, thespians trained. Acting class trained. We've moved to L.A. to be an actor. Lauren it's very L.A., very L.A. You know what I mean. So, understanding that the culture of L.A. and all that is 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 right in there with it all. So, uh, you know, you, you slacking on your it That was normal for her to say around whoever she's normally around. You get what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: I'm only saying that in regards to your point of what you just said because somebody like like. Tiffany Haddish, raised in LA. She's an LA girl. And you see how they're like, there's a different type of, there's a different type of like, candor, a behavior when somebody, they, like, they weren't like, I'm moving to Hollywood. I am going to be a Hollywood starlet. I'm going to, like, if you are, it is what it is. I keep it real. I am what I am. You know what I'm saying? So knowing Hollywood's who you're supposed to know and other starlets and stars and the writers and directors and producers might not be her forte. Unless she's interested in directing and writing all that, like a Easter Ray who's born from there. Or somebody who's moving to Hollywood to act is gonna do all of that research. That's
1: fine, but Jonah Hill, like, have you not watched any movies? In Obviously the past not. Decade? But that's because what I'm saying. How do you I mean you never seen?
0: I feel like the average LA girl would be like, That's the boy from, but wouldn't know <laughs> that's Jonah Hill.
1: Yeah, what's the one movie when they're trying to like get liquor the whole movie? I don't know. Pineapple Express
0: is probably is okay. That's in that the one? other
1: curly head, fat white guy.
0: That's Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth.
1: Um, okay, Superbad. That's the first time I got introduced to him. There's Twenty One Jump Street, Wolf on a uh, Wall Street.
0: You think you think uh, Superbad is um. One of the higher watched films in the crip community? Yeah, everyone's seen super No, no, super bad. in the crip community? Oh, the crip. Mm-hmm. You think it's a, a roll in the 60s crip musty film?
1: I don't know any.
0: Do You think the, the wife, uh, the they mother- They weren't of, married, so okay. why do you keep saying you that? You think the wifey, the mother of Nipsey Hussle's uh, children, uh, all money in? You think they're having movie night and be like, let's watch the best of Jonah Hill?
1: I just feel like everyone has seen that movie.
0: She's wild for even admitting she didn't know who he was in the first place. Like at least be like, oh, I pulled, I pulled up the IMDb of the dude, and you know what I'm saying? Act yeah, like, like when
1: you got the script, you wouldn't even try it. No, she said it. like when they pulled up to, um, when they pulled up to start doing like the table read or something like that, they ran into each other outside. He was and he was like, oh hey, I think, um. We're filming together. We're reading together today. Like, this first time we've met. I've been wanting to meet you, whatever. And she was like, she didn't know who he was. hmm
0: You see what I'm saying? Like, what? this is the type of person who's on a major Hollywood movie. She's a lead. She's number one or two on the call sheet and doesn't know who the opposite one is. She doesn't know number one or two. She's number two on the call sheet, doesn't know who number one is on the call sheet. And that, I'm not saying it's a lack of professionalism. I'm just saying the type of person that this is, is, is an actual discourse. Like, I'm just in this bitch. Thank y'all very much for the opportunity. I, I would love to work. Let's make a movie.
1: I think it's just, to me, it's just very interesting, like, how different everyone's worlds could be. Because I just feel like, Jonah Hill, like.
0: Yeah, but Hollywood is like that. How hard is it? Hollywood is very segregated. Very segregated. So, like, she
1: only watches BET Plus. I don't get it. Like, you've never seen one white let's person just, movie, and I'm sure he's probably in one of them. Let's just assume she doesn't watch movies.
0: There's a lot of actors that just are not just watching a bunch of movies. There's a hundred, a whole other seg seg a section of actors that watch everything that's ever been made.
1: But you're saying she's not like the actor
0: type. Nah, she can act. She can she and she. I think there was a lot of growth between the last time I saw her on film and now, like. She was extremely genuine. I believed her character in every way. Like either she's lived this and done the dating thing and it wasn't quite awkward, or she just knew how to be lovable and likable and look like. She, but on camera, Lauren London pops and is a she's a bona fide fucking star. Period. Okay, but uh, I don't know if based on my own experience, if she's gonna just go with a Yo, you gotta kiss this dude.
1: That's just... Well, I mean, Janet Jackson made Tupac get tested. And from what I remember, for HIV, before they did a love scene, and, like, they're not actually fucking. And in the movie, they only kissed. She wrapped him up in a blanket, and they kissed.
0: Yeah, but you don't know. Janet may have wanted to smash him and was just like, let's just make sure he's tested as well. That's one, two. Back then, there was a stigma over... what. I mean, Tupac died in 96, 95, 96, so... When Magic Johnson announced that he had, and all that confusion broke out, and then he played in that game, and like, so, like somehow he got like, he got a, a cut over his eye or whatever. There was Magic Johnson blood on the court, and the game stopped. Like people didn't even know enough. They, they So it wouldn't be a stretch for someone to overreach when you know casting a thing and saying, "Well, if I got this thing with this person, let me that, let me this." You know what I'm saying? What i what I'm saying, and all I'm really trying to express is that I've seen Lauren London not do a thing that everybody else would already. Okayed on, no matter what it costed.
1: Well, she must be
0: saying I'm not doing. I mean that.
1: that I mean that just goes to show that yeah, she's a huge talent or one that they value because they were readily willing to do a CGI kiss. Right. Whereas like if it was just some newcomers be like, bitch, we'll get somebody else. That I mean, that's your job. You're an actor. You should be able just to kiss somebody. But it must have just been him because I'm I'm. She's been in other roles and I'm sure she's kissed somebody. She was in a TV show on BT, I think.
0: Who has? Lauren London. Not since Nip. Yeah, huh? She was on a TV show on... Which one? Harlem with Megan Good?
1: No, watch. Something about... Oh, games people play.
0: Was she on there kissing people in the mouth?
1: Oh, on the game.
0: I'm talking about since Nipsey died.
1: Well, the game... Oh, the game was not...
0: No, that's old.
1: Okay, 2019.
0: That's when she was kissing?
1: Well, that's when games people play was out.
0: Was she kissing?
1: Well, I don't know. I've never seen it.
0: It, So then we don't even know if she... Like, this may be the first time on camera that she... This may be the first time...
1: But you're saying, like, I don't think that that matters. If you're an actor, it's your job He died March
0: 31st, 2019. It's your
1: job to act. So she (laughs) was acting... That was when the first season aired. Yeah, so there's I'm, two seasons.
0: Yeah, so when it was shot was well before that. So I'm telling you, yes, as an actor, you go professionalism first. If I'm acting on a thing and it's written in the script, I'm going to run it by you. Like, look, they got me kissing, uh, you know, Beyonce here. Is is this acceptable for you?
1: That's a dumb question. you
0: would be like, can I work that day? <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm coming back with a bra, a lace front, or some panties for you. Thanks. No, but. And in, Liana. Either way, like. There, it's it's there, right? And an actor would say professionalism first. I'm an actor. This is my craft. I take my craft, my art very serious. I'm gonna do it. I watched, I watched with my own eyes, an entire set shut down because no, ma- like yes, everyone was being who they are, but you were already booked, talent. You're already contracted. You're already on these episodes. We've already shot most of the episodes, so they can't go back and unshoot it. They need her back. So everybody was basically a hostage to when she felt like she wanted to come back.
1: We just don't know if she refused to kiss him because it was him or if it's because of her respect of her relationship. Well, I'll take another
0: step further. We're assuming she didn't want to kiss him. What if he was like, I can't. I have a wife and I don't kiss. I got it. And that's why we're here in this conversation, (laughs) because you've assumed (laughs) based on her looking like a little doll and him looking like a little monster that (laughs) she would have (laughs) that
1: possibly she probably doesn't want to
0: kiss his ugly face.
1: It was his hair for me. That was pissing me off. Like, he's lost weight. He has some tats like he could be cool. It was that fucking greasy, slick back hair. Like, ew. I I mean,
0: I don't know if. Was it greasy?
1: It well, it may have just been gel, but it just looked greasy because of his hair texture. When his hair, when that type of hair texture, is this racism? I think this is racism. How is that racism. <laughs> I, I didn't like, say white people hair. I said just his like, hair texture. If a white
0: lady was like, it's just his, it's it's, it's hair texture. It's the little tight little
1: his type of hair texture when it's
0: yeah. I think that the reason wet-looking. why I couldn't stand watching the movie is because the lead character's black afro hair was just disgusting to me. No. Yeah, it was just his it was hair just so was, dry, it was
1: slicked back and greasy. Which means I feel like you're dirty. Yes. Why is your hair so greasy? Because you haven't washed your hair. Why? Because you're dirty.
0: And you're dirty because.
1: You didn't wash your ass.
0: And you didn't wash your ass because?
1: I don't know what you're trying to get me to say.
0: Nothing. I just want to make sure that you aren't about to be like, because you're Jewish. Like, I'm like, oh no, my I God. I would never say Holy that. Holy shit. No. I know
1: black people who don't think that showering every day is necessary. I don't. Yeah. I'm very good friends with one person. That literally says I'm not
0: going to wash my ass every day? If I
1: didn't work out or break a sweat, it's not necessary for me to shower.
0: Even if they're not like crazy busy and getting in at a... Like, there's nothing keeping... Like, there's nothing. They're like, I just don't wash my ass?
1: No, it's just like, I don't don't think I have to shower every day unless I got dirty.
0: Nigga, is this what you think I said to you or is it someone else?
1: I'm not not talking about you. I'm talking about a girl that I know.
0: No, if you got a cooter, you got to get in that shower. You I'm, need to wash.
1: I'm like yo Bare minimum, you have to sh- wash every day. But specifically during a specific part of the month, you should be washing twice a day.
0: Oh my god! Please, I, I there. I don't know how many hours of Britney's life she's in the shower, but it's ridiculous.
1: It's I enjoy it. Yeah. It's Whatever. nice taking a shower. Okay. It's nice being I get clean, it. I get and not it. even if you're dirty, you're I get just like it. washing the I day off, it. the negativity, the stress. Oh, I you get know, it. you're in there. it's therapeutic.
0: Yeah, you're in there, uh, you know, doing meditation, and I don't have a pro- I don't have a problem with it. I'm saying it's just like a lot, and. And I'm saying it in the same conversation where we're talking about how somebody can say, well, I don't need to wash my ass, but once every three weeks. Like you, you know, Aston Kutcher was saying something like that. Like,
1: well, you said, like, they're every, not even wiping down. You said, like, once every couple days. Who? You did.
0: No, I said, if I'm crazy busy, like touring and it's nonstop, landing in an airplane and going straight to radio and then. Back to another marketing thing. We got to go eat. Then you're back in the hotel for seven minutes before you got to get to the show. Then you do the show. Then they take you to the after party. Then you get back to the hotel. and You got to get up again and go run and do radio again at 7, 8. Like, it's exhausting. You're Make like
1: Make time for a shower.
0: Who's about to be smelling these nuts? No one. Okay, I can go another day. Like, that would be that. Or completely exhausted, came back from the gym, was ready to get in the shower, phone's ringing off the hook i gotta hurry up and handle another issue it's like man i got i'll, I'll just shower later later is for me these people are saying <laughs> never potentially like i just thought why do i need to shower i saw a video where a dude was like yeah i washed my ass the girl had drawn wa- red lines under the soap oh, under seen the that. body wash <laughs> so he's taking whole showers and she's like yo the soap didn't move the body wash didn't move what are you washing your ass with and he's like the water
1: why does she put her boyfriend online like that? They're
0: not together no more, and that's why. It's like y'all keep asking me why I'm single. Whatever. I just had a, I just had a little water with it with the uh, the mio the mio in it. It's making me have the hiccups slash. Was that a new
1: flavor or?
0: I've had it before, but it's giving me the hiccups. It has it, it has caffeine in it too, so I don't know. Oh, the, how
1: would you do that? Now you're about to be up forever.
0: This is how this happens. But I had to make sure that I was up for the podcast because mm. I'm not trying to. T- I, what happens today is not going to be the Charlotte broke camel's back. I'm not getting cussed out again. Fuck that.
1: You don't. You never get cussed out, nigga. Please. Nate acts like you it. you cuss
0: me out and you say motherfucker, you say it no, the way that not. you say it the way that you <laughs> used to say it. No, I don't. Yeah.
1: When if you and I Fucking ever common motherfucking courtesy. Yeah, that's I don't not need cussing it. you out. That's cursing while I'm talking to you.
0: What's worse, the cuss out or silent stomp? I'm outs? not
1: like, you bitch ass motherfucker, you. I don't know. That's a that's cussing you out.
0: That's what you wanted to say. Well,
1: but when I'm like, that's just fucking crazy. That's not cussing you out. Oh, okay. That's cussing while I'm talking that's to you. That's cussing
0: me in. What is, <laughs> what, <laughs> what is that?
1: That's just that's me. That's debate. Well, it ain't
0: ladylike.
1: What? It ain't
0: ladylike. So if you're gonna wear pink all the time and put your pinky up and be dainty, prissy, and and fragile, don't come in here cussing like no sailor.
1: First of all, I don't put my pinky up. Her because nostrils are I'm trying, flared right now. I just want lady-like. you guys to know you can't you can't see her. Her <laughs>
0: nostrils are flared, and the way I know is because they're turning pink from being flared. Listening this whole time uh. with angst. So listen, just to wrap the point up, all I was trying to say is, um, Andrew Schultz said that Lauren London and Jonah Hill did not actually physically kiss. And I saw the tweet, and then somebody posted the video, and they really did CGI the kiss. They, it, like, it was like their faces got morphed together. Um, you have to look very closely, but there's like leaves falling to like kind of throw it off a little. I uh, just feel
1: like you could have faked it. Like he could have like bent her down, and like you know their face, like their faces nah, went away. How many times
0: have you seen a kiss on film? where You're like,
1: they didn't come on. After this,
0: this whole movie is about them. It's already fake enough that their parents set it up, and then there's a whole ass wedding on the other side of the door. Like, that's
1: Yeah, they just showed up in their street clothes. I would have been pissed.
0: Street clothes. And there's a giant floral arrangement of the shoes they wore on their first date that nobody even knew what they had on at that first. No one even knew about those
1: shoes. They hadn't even met each other's family at that point. I think what they could have done since they were so fucking tight, like, they missed each other, they were besties, they could have just did, like, a a dope-ass handshake or something who lauren and um jonah like they could have did like a dap up and like a whole little choreograph no, they didn't need to
0: get married on the spot is all i'm saying they should have had that interaction a little bit could
1: have took that whole scene out
0: no they needed a scene where the parents admitted that they were wrong and they were ripping them apart but then that's when it fades to black and goes eight months later then we see a real wedding you know what i'm saying or they're at the reception and give them a haircut and yes, there, now you're happy. I was waiting for He was for in a barbershop, about to get a haircut. You
1: were like, this is where he's going to yeah, get the haircut.
0: Malik asked my boy Malik Sanon, who I was at school at Florida Memorial with, he's actually the only he's the only talent that I was in school with. And we were in undergrad together in Miami, and now he he's an actor and a writer and all this stuff. And he's the one in the barbershop that's like, I white cuz.
1: Oh, he's like, I guess I'm white cuz. Yeah.
0: And Eddie's <laughs> like, I ain't no motherfucking white cuz. So, yeah. So- uh, I thought he was definitely about to get a haircut that day. But no, they were there for Eddie Murphy to get a haircut. And he already looked, had a chiseled line. His, his, Eddie Murphy, I don't know what the barber would have done. Touch the top of his head. Congratulations. $40. Like, he already had yeah. a, he didn't need a haircut. Jonah's sitting a, right there a lineup, with a, a comb trim. back looking like a, a pimp named Slickback. He needed a cut. Ew. But that that would have been a dope part of it. It's like, oh, he got the makeover. Like, the, you know, give him the cool little white boy buzz cut. Give him a little fade. Right. Take him back to Lawrence Like,
1: Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? You must have been out with my daddy.
0: Right. And he like, you like it? I don't know if I like it. And then we see another girl walk by and be like, okay, I see you. Mm-hmm. Got her a fine-ass white nigga. <laughs> and then she's like, <laughs> "Like that would have been a funny-ass <laughs> moment. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. It was an okay movie. And
0: she's like, so you think, so you just going to get your hair done? you just going to, who are you trying to be? Apparently, I'm white cuz. And then it comes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
1: this shit had you in the writing room.
0: First of all. On a lot of projects, yes, but we're good. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I that's what I had for stories. There was another story um, that isn't necessarily for us to talk about, but it's for you guys to pay attention to because I think I see a pattern starting to develop. But basically, John Morant ain't no bitch, and so John Morant is uh, the guy that they, I think his team got put out in the Sweet Sixteen, but he was just ah. a star during the NBA or during the college college finals he was you know dunking on people he and playing. yeah he just was he was carrying his team I think he was on Memphis or no he's on Memphis now I can't remember the team it was a smaller team but like they were beating huge schools because of John Morant being so cold they didn't win they got put out and then boom John Morant goes in the first round to the Memphis Grizzlies and I think I don't know I think people think I think it ain't real but I'm looking at several interactions that start at the game like J- Shannon Sharp's interaction with Ja's dad that ended up being like, oh no, it's cool, it's cool. Like they they bonded like over being, you know, as black men we have to be able to talk. Yeah, we talk some smack and you know. Um, but there was an interaction where John ja Morant and then he had to pace or something happened on the court, and then after the fact, they're saying that the SUV that John ja Morant was in after the game, um uh aimed a red, a red laser at uh at uh some Pacers personnel and some players from the Pacers that the earlier thing had happened with, and they're like, we don't know if it was a, you know, if there was a gun or if it was just a laser. And one of the Pacers personnel was like, that was one hundred percent, absolutely. Or that it was to a gun, and you don't know back
1: who- to him. They yeah, know. you
0: don't know if he was the one that did it, if one uh-huh. of his people did it. Why did it? Ha- did he know it was happening while he was in the crash? There's a lot of hearsay. It was like depends on who was there type thing, but.
1: He bought that life, is basically what
0: I'm saying is stop playing with John Moran. So I wouldn't be the one that was
1: involved with that on court scuffle after like he fell and like hit somebody in the balls.
0: No, that was a different teammate, but essentially, that for that team, they're fighting a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. they're fighting a lot. Like Steven Adams has had to take players and push them on the other side of the court to keep them away from his guys. And this guy reached up and socked the guy in his in his in his nuts, and then
1: it, that didn't look like it was on purpose. Shit,
0: yeah, that did. You need to look at another angle.
1: I watched it Let like four something. times. I'm somebody like, somebody who wait. gets
0: up uses their arms to get up, not to swing upwards into the. But crotch he was of rolling. Player. Like nah, he man. fell and like Brittany, rolled just, up. Just go with me, baby. There's no way. <laughs> Okay, he was on the ground and reach up and struck Donovan Mitchell's so hard in the dick that Donovan Donovan reacted and threw the ball at him. That's one interaction. But just understand if you play a, a team athletics, like your team, the attitude of the team is kind of a thing. Like the Detroit Pistons were the Detroit bad boys. There wasn't one player that was like soft-hearted and the other four were,
1: were no, like everybody was. Yeah.
0: The Chicago Bears. Like your team has a you know, the Steelers are hardcore. Like your team has a stigma and you guys go by that. You don't go, you don't go to no hard-nosed football team playing no finesse football. Like we're here to, you know what I'm saying? Break legs, asses, and hearts in this bitch and get the W. Like that's Break
1: legs, asses, and hearts.
0: Yeah, I made it up. You like that?
1: Yeah, actually that should be a phrase.
0: Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that's what it is. Like, you know, and so if we're looking at Memphis's team and they've had you know, fights, almost fights, suspensions, fines across multiple different teams now, because in basketball, they, you know, in, in two weeks, they've even played eight different teams. Uh-huh. And it's going down. Okay? Memphis ain't no bitches. Okay. And I remember saying this to, the game was on, I think it was Bill Bellamy for New Year's Eve. Something happened at that game. Whenever the Shannon Sharp thing was, I don't know who was in the green room, but it popped off, and I was like, you know what? I find that a lot of times, teams start to be like the culture of the city they're in.
1: Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Like
0: those Miami teams, they partied hard. They worked hard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Um, the Chicago team, you know, we're wild. Boy, like the Dallas Cowboys, they said the biggest dope ring in Dallas was the Dallas Cowboys huddle back in the day. Like Michael Irvin in them. Right. Look at the. Look at the. Um, the U, the University of Miami. You can watch the documentary where they're like, "We were the bat, we were the fucking U." You know what I'm saying? Like a guy that got like a strip sack or whatever. They would go put a big ass gold chain on him and like you know a little dog collar, and he'd go stand up in front of the crowd. And Uncle Luke standing on the sideline, and Michael Irvin's over there again. Michael Irvin from the Dallas Cowboys. Drug, that's the thing. So a team has a culture, okay? Has a spirit, and right now Memphis ain't fucking round. And Neither Memphis is, is a Memphis Capitol. a city that you need to be playing around in either. Yeah. This is where Young Dolph got murdered. This is where on one side of town is the best barbecue you've ever had. And another one, hey man, you probably need a tour guide over here. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of, you know, and, and I don't want to, you know, put this, put the city of Memphis down when they're like, no, hold on, man. But <laughs> Detroit is tough, and they had the Detroit Bad Boys, and the whole city was behind them, like, yeah, fuck, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, say all that to say. Hey guys, uh, we're we're now on Jaw Watch. We're watching Ja Morant because him and his teammates, the Memphis Grizzlies, they will whoop your ass. They will whoop your ass. They ain't got nothing to do with the game because this was after the game when this laser thing was talked about. This is hey man, don't hey, that shit from the court will boil over to in person player. Yeah. So, you know, that's all I'm saying is, you know, I, I think that's a point that we can watch. But in the meantime, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Yeah. And um, tell them where they can find you when you're. Well, new-
1: but yeah, you guys can follow the pod on Facebook. Just look up Afternoon Squeeze, and then we're also on Instagram, Afternoon Squeeze Pod. And then also, if you just want to like follow us on your streaming site, whichever one you like. Um, people listen to us on Apple, which is crazy because I'm like diehard Spotify girl. But you know,
0: I'm Apple. All day.
1: Plug us in on your favorites, follow us, leave a kind review if you want to.
0: Yeah, five stars. The more the more actually more positive reviews and five stars that you guys leave, like it actually pushes out in distribution of the podcast to more places. And it seemed like for a while there weren't very many podcasts, but I feel like since the pandemic, there's been a lot of new ones. And uh, this one is very good. It's a good listen. We move right along. We fight. We argue after this, I've been trying to fuck, and it's a good listen. You can feel that energy, yeah. Yeah, we came here to break legs, hearts, and minds, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn,
1: you don't even know your own shit. <laughs> I told you, I made it up and minds. You can put it on you a sticker. you don't be breaking minds,
0: yeah. You can break a mind, um, but so it's a good listen. So please, uh, go ahead and give us them stars, yeah. And um, you can follow me at Mr. Nay Jackson on Instagram uh Mr. Nate Jackson TikTok. Uh Mr. Nate Jackson on TikTok. Uh and my TikTok is really blown up. So um we have Paul Rodriguez coming to the Super Funny Comedy Club here in Tacoma, the club that I own. Uh and then we uh and then February 17th through the 18th. uh, I will be in Sacramento, California at Laughs Unlimited. And two of the four shows are already completely sold out. Wow. One of the ones that isn't sold out is at like about 80%, so there's maybe 20 tickets left on that one. And then the fourth show is at I think there's 40 tickets left. And that was as of like yesterday morning. So it could be even even crazier today or sold out now, but um, Okay,
1: Sacramento showing out?
0: Sacramento holding it down and I've been going to this market for a long time. But this is all new people. This is new energy. The TikTok fam. The TikTok fam. And I'm excited and, um, and, and you know, I'm happy to curate the new audience and show them live that what they've been watching online is just a taste. The live is much better. Oh, it's so, just a sample. Mm-hmm. It's just walking around Costco or the mall eating a little chicken off the noodle. Uh, now, when you come live, it's oh, no Audrey. holds barred. You get hit with material as well as the, the little roasts and stuff that I do when I'm just messing with the crowd and- Uh, you know pretty sharp but you know what's cool about manicured behavior manicured jokes
1: um that i was gonna say that like how i've i've gone to a lot of shows since we started dating i've seen a lot of different comedians and some of them are just very like i'm gonna do this joke and then this joke and then this joke where you're kind of like it's whatever like i can do my set i'm gonna do crowd work like I seen that you had, there happened to be a cop in the crowd. It's like, oh, I got a joke for your ass. You haven't done that joke in I don't know how long. Long time. And you could just pull it out and throw it in there. You don't get frazzled on the stage. I mean, you can just go with the flow. Like, oh, you know what? I got something that, that's like that. And you have a joke to go with that. You, you know, your your audience. Or it's you toolbox
0: comedy. That's yeah. what I call it. And a, a mechanic doesn't pull out their tools until they've looked under the hood and sort it out with the problem. Oh, this needs a wrench. Mm-hmm. This needs, uh, you know. And so when I'm talking to a crowd and seeing what the energy is and what they look like and what, what material or what, whatever things I'm saying, which way they want to go, let's, let's, let's go into that a little bit more. So like on a weekend where I headlined five times, even at Super Funny, one of the shows was just raunchy. But I didn't even lead us that way. I'm just following the- The crowd's lead. The crowd, yeah. And of course, it was like a Friday night late or a Saturday night late when everybody's you know drinking It didn't have to work and they're in there just yelling out. And and I don't encourage to be heckled or anything like that, but um, if I'm interacting and I am in that part of my set, then we're going to talk about said topic because now the whole audience is conditioned to want to hear it. Yeah. It's not just out of left field and I just came up to talk about fallacia or something. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. somebody yelled out something. So, um, yeah, so I'm coming to Sacramento. We, we, we will be filming it, not live, but to capture it for later posts uh, on TikTok as well. So there's four sold-out shows, on, uh, two sold-out shows, and two shows on the horizon being sold out. If you're in Northern California, if you know someone in Northern California, if you ever were in Northern California and you still got people back there, if you got family that's there or visiting there sliding through, Tell them to come to the uh, laughs unlimited and uh, to get tickets, all they have to do is go to natejacksoncomedy.com. dot com. Your name said,
1: on TikTok is what?
0: TikTok, Nate Jackson, Mr. Nate Jackson, TikTok.
1: Okay, because I know you had another one.
0: Yeah, that, well, yeah. I tried to get um Mr. Nate Jackson, and then I couldn't log back in.
1: So it's Mr. Nate Jackson TikTok.
0: I think it's Mr. Nate Jackson on TikTok.
1: On TikTok, okay.
0: I mean, you type that much in, it should be, it should pop up. If you look up Nate Jackson, so he like pop here up. he is.
1: It's the one with all the videos. No, I think it's, the other it's one just has Mr.
0: One Nate Jackson TikTok. Okay. Well, yeah, the one has uh, 300 followers is the one I can't log into. The one that has 647,000 followers <laughs> in the last 60 days, that'd be the one I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be pretty obvious well, which is one. That one. This is the one with the juice. Yeah, that so one there's with a video on there. The on video Brittany's talking about from four days ago has 7.7 million views. You know, yesterday they muted it.
1: What? They're like, this
0: violates community guidelines. Because you
1: called the cop a pig.
0: I didn't call the cop a pig, Whoa. I called the pig a cop. Yeah. And that's the difference.
1: And I give I give away the joke. Sorry if you guys well, it's still a great joke. You're not gonna I know mean, it's coming. So yeah. it's
0: fine. But the joke is the joke is something that I wrote a long time ago, but it just so happened that in San Diego it all lined up to where it was pre- but I also hadn't told it that way. I hadn't I I never preempted the ending before.
1: I I was gonna say too, like I've heard that joke so many times, but every time I've heard it. You've told it a different way. You've told it differently. And it's, I mean, that's just talent, I feel like.
0: I'm looking at the audience and I'm giving them something to laugh at when they need something to laugh at. So it's not a boring story. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: And not everyone can do that.
0: Nah, they cannot. And that's okay. But uh, if you want to see me do it, um, Sacramento is where I'm doing it on the road next, or uh, Super Funny Comedy Club. uh, I'm there all the time. Generally, I'm hosting. Sometimes I'm not. But that's it for my plugs, man. Uh, Tap in. If you want to see my tour dates, just go to NateJacksonComedy.com. I am not doing a whole bunch of tour dates. I am doing very specific ones. I'm going out maybe once a month or once almost every other month um, because I need to be here and present for uh, my relationship, my club, and my family. Okay. Well, she sees it as I need to be here for my business.
1: <laughs> and there you have it.
0: That's why I get cussed out.
1: Thanks for tuning in <laughs> again with us. Bye. Toodles.